Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD, managing household chaos. Uh, We're going to get to the content in a moment. Before we do, we'd like to thank children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder for bringing this program to you. In celebration of that event, we're anxious to give away free digital copies of Attention Magazine. To get yours, just listen to our show. We'll be sharing a secret word a couple times. Write it down. Listen to another show um, and write down the secret word of that show and then just email me the, the two words. That's all you need to do. Email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When we get it, we'll forward it to Chad. We'll get you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine, and they'll send you a PDF copy of the next edition when it's in print. We have a little tip that we're going to share with you that Chad made, and we'll get into the show. When you have ADHD, putting in an eight-hour workday while maintaining maximum concentration can be a challenge. Here are some strategies to help. Make your physical environment less distracting. Use your laptop, smartphone, or alarm to track appointments and deadlines. Break up long tasks into shorter ones. Take breaks and walk around. Before you leave work, take five minutes to organize your work area for the next day. To learn more about workplace issues, visit chad.org. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. Okay, everybody. It's been fun over the years hosting Attention Talk Radio and getting incredible education from the experts that I've interviewed. The thing about our content, for the most part, it's evergreen. It's good then, it's good now. Every once in a while, we'll do promotional shows for conferences or certain types of events. But we find it very helpful sometimes to go digging back in our archives to find helpful interviews that were as good then as they are now and just re-release them. We live in an age of everybody who wants something new and sometimes old is uh, should be new again. Um, kind of funny i always I, as an aside i always thought it was kind of funny how they keep producing new cartoons and i'm like you know i like the flintstones as a kid i like it now and every year you got a new crop of kids that are kind of moving through the system uh but again there's this emphasis on new so we have a show tonight that kind of goes back about managing household chaos in an interview that i did with dr patricia quinn who's now retired but she's a, just just she was a huge ADHD community resource, and this was an interview that we did going back in 2012 that I thought would be useful to repurpose. So we're going to let, roll the tape, um, kick back, enjoy it. Um, back then, um, sometimes the quality issues were a little different because people were calling in on phones and cell phones and the technology a little bit different. So we apologize if there's, if there's a couple issues on there, but uh, we still stand by the content. So, again, roll the tape. Hope you enjoy it. So, Dr. Quinn, welcome to the show. 
Thank you so much, and I've enjoyed um, your talking about Chad. I, it made me recall that I was at the first Chad conference. And really? Almost every other one, except when they were, you know, kind of far away or something was going on in my life. But I've been to um, a good many of those 25, maybe 20 of the 25 years I've been at those Chad conferences. Well, it, it, can, can, can we ask you to stay a little bit longer and just give us a little description of what it was like to go to the first one? Okay. If I can remember. (laughs) (laughs) So you're there. How big was it? Where was it? I mean, that's a lot to remember from a long time ago. Yeah, I I don't remember. It was completely, it was really grassroots. Everyone was just getting started. Everybody kind of didn't know what they were doing. Um, uh, You know, but I, I think... Yeah, Harvey Parker was the one who um, actually was one of the co-founders of Chad, yep. and um, you know it was just it was just all so meaningful at the time. That's you know kind of the big thing that I remember. That finally, um, and as as with and whether it's your first or your twenty fifth, you know, just finding other people that are experiencing the same things you are. But um, I just remember the um, the really. Um, you know, it, almost relief that people were now coming together and we were doing something and that this was really going to help people. And I, I think that was the overwhelming atmosphere. Um, wow. No matter wow. How, how confused Jeff, we remember were, last week that uh, Dr. Parker actually talked with us about that whole process of yep. Um, yep. putting, you know, Chad together in that first conference and how it it was grassroots. Everybody was on the phone day and night calling people, trying to get – you know, everybody across the country together to do this because, of course, there was no Internet right. going on that, at that point. And, you know, he was using fax machines. That was the high tech. No, I know. Um, and, I mean, you, that was the whole thing I remember, just trying to get it going and everyone being so excited uh, and, and all of that. So. You know, I, I, can't, I, 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 I want to get to the top tonight, but I can't help reminisce last year during our ADHD Awareness Week. We interviewed Michelle Novotny about the uh, how she – she was a lead, but Evelyn uh, Polk Green and David Work were supporting her to uh, bring about ADHD Awareness Week. And that story, how there was a guy working out in you know Oregon or whatever that kind of called the stuff, and it kind of pulled together. It was a real grassroots effort. And then we did a show last uh, December um, about how the ACO got started, and the the you know everybody you know everybody goes somewhere sitting around a table and said, "Hey, I had a dream," and they put the stuff together. And it's amazing to see how this stuff really kind of comes together. It's very inspirational, and it's as simple as just getting together around a, you know, a table and say, hey, let's just just a couple fax machines or emails and making that happen. So it's, it's uh, And look at where we are today. I mean, I, I guess there's going to be – I think they're expecting about 1,500 people at this conference. Absolutely. And, and it's, it, you know, it's how powerful we are as individuals. I think that, you know, to, it, it really does empower people and that you can make a change. So anyone listening tonight, you know, if things aren't going right somewhere, you can change it. And, and I will also promote – as we have been contacted by a gentleman in Brazil – um, talking about the struggles that they have, they are they they they're fans of the show. They listen to, to get information, and they're trying to start their own grassroots things down there. And, and I, I, we're going to actually try to do a show with them and talk about some of the issues that are going on because there's other countries that are trying to get on the same bandwagon. But to, really, to move on um, tonight, tonight I want to put a context to this a little bit because I've seen so many shows talked about like um, homework and self-care, and this, that, and the other. And I got my own little take on the world that I want to share with each other and 
tonight is managing the ADHD household. So I'm going to put this in a context, and then we're going to dive into the management of, of, of uh, ADHD household. And when you think about it, corporations have human resources. They got um, legal departments, admin support. Then they got marketing, finance, and production. And all these are the core parts of their business, and that's what it is. And when we think about it, you get married, and it's about romance. And uh, there's a little bit of business of the family, you know, some finance type stuff. But you know, when you add kids to the mix, it completely changes. And so now you have to have a chief financial officer. Um, you, you've, you've got to have a marketing officer. Like, you know, how am I going to get my kid on the U11 baseball team? You got the chief operations officer, which is in charge of all the logistics. And I just remember, you know, Walmart. They have trucks driving every night, dropping stuff off, and they got trucks on the other side, getting, and they change all the stuff and run across the platform and load it up and leave. And I think a lot of families, you know, the family comes in with all their bags and homework and stuff like that, and they call that cross-docking, I think, at Walmart. And so in the household, you've got to get the laundry and the bags and all the lunch is all packed for the next day and kind of get out there. So the chief operating officer does that. Then you've got the short-order cook. You've got the chauffeur, the homework officer, the vacation planner, the social director, the family counselor, and you've got the part-time medical director. This is the business that's run in a household. And so many times I think that, you know, and, and I got a 17-year-old and 11-year-old, and Lord knows I'm in the business of it. But the romance gets kind of squeezed, and I say that out there, everybody. It's a natural process. Hopefully, the romance will come back when they leave. But the bottom line is this: is that there's a business being run, and it's complicated. And if you have ADHD, it doesn't make it any simpler. So, with that, Dr. Quinn, can you? Did I represent that relatively well? And there's a lot going on in ADHD and household. Just, and here's what I say. Women with ADHD are the true desperate housewives. Ooh, tell me more. And oh. what we're talking about here is the, the, just what you're talking about, that women have to do everything in addition to having ADHD, which complicates the whole picture. And 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 many, you know, in many families, when um, uh, you know that when ADHD, uh, you, you've done shows on this too, and one ADHD um, partner, a lot of times the marriage ends in divorce, and we have single moms out there who have to now do this completely on their own. Um, so we we see a lot of um, really stress and um, desperation. Um, feeling less than, everything makes it worse. You know, one of the things that I say is that um, the hallmark of ADHD in a lot of women, when they come in, their chief complaint is, you know, I can't do what everybody else seems to do. You know, they're they're really um, unable to live up to gender role expectations. So what everyone else is able to do in the neighborhood, what my next-door neighbor is, what all the other third-grade moms are able to do, I can't do. And they kind of understand that. And I know on the on the Real Desperate Housewives on TV, I started getting calls um, when I think it's Bree, the mother of the twins, who one had ADHD and she took his medicine because she was trying to do the Halloween costumes and the blah, 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 blah. Um, but that's what we see with these women. They're overwhelmed um, by everyday activity, that what, uh, you know, what, what they need to do. And it's a lot for any mom. 
But uh, if you ha- add ADHD them to the mix, um, these women end up with um, feeling less than, not feeling good enough, um, and really feeling overwhelmed by everyday activities. So we, we need to turn that around, but that's why I say they end up being desperate housewives. And, and uh, Kirsten, you live a little bit of this live. Is what she's saying accurate? Uh, I think it is. I mean, when you take into consideration some of the characteristics of ADHD, you know, things taking longer sometimes to process or to complete, um, not being able to stay stay on task or being challenged to stay on task and, and do things, being easily distracted when you've got, you know, kids running around and, you know, just with two kids. If I'm in the middle of doing something for one and the other one asks me, some, you know, to do something for him – it's easy for me to forget about the first one sometimes. It's horrible. Um, it was yeah, actually it a study. Very overwhelming, and I and I do agree that it's probably overwhelming for any typical mom in some of these situations. But ADHD does just add one more level of frustration for the mom and for the rest of the family. Kristen, I, when you were just talking, there was a study that was done once that actually. Um, I asked moms, when you were talking about the distracted piece, um, yeah. ask, ask moms to every time they gave them PDAs and every time it rang they had to say where their kids were. And they yeah. found that moms with ADD often didn't know where their kids were. Um, you know, the lack of supervision, particularly if the mom has ADD and the child does, and it was because she had gotten distracted or was hyper-focusing on something, and her child may have said, you know, I'm going next door, but she said, yeah, yeah, okay, you know, and goes, and, um, you know, then when, when her PDA, she said, where, well, where is he? I forgot where he said he was going. You know, I don't know, you know, that kind of thing. So um, and it does yep. become an issue where it interferes with what, you know, I, I, I can remember I've forgotten to pick my kids up at, at baseball practice. Um, or forgotten to pick them up at school. You know, I either was hyper-focusing or I got distracted or something else came up, you know, and I dropped them off at baseball practice and I'm making dinner and I hear the front door open and the baseball cleats walking up the hallway behind me and I went, oh, no, you know, I forgot to pick him up. Uh, (laughs) You know, Dr. Quinn, you you didn't listen to our show on um, ADHD teens, right? No. Mm -mm. (laughs) We interviewed Beck Terra Krause, and uh, we aired July 4th, and she's a 17-year-old, and uh, she lives in an ADHD household, and she's, a, she's like sitting stand the bucks, the the carpool stuff one day, excuse me, the um, school carpool line, and she's like, nobody's there. She calls and says, hey, Mom, where are you? She says, well, I'm down the road with the kids. Where are you? I'm like, I'm at the stop. Where Come back and get me, because you completely missed it. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, which is which is kind of typical. And one of the things that I want from the show is everybody out there that's listening is that this is a. I don't care if you have ADHD or not. There's a lot going on running the business of the family. It's a little more difficult with ADHD, but the idea here is is got to focus on what's important. And I say that because. Making the bed, I'm not so sure is that important. Spending time with your kids might be. Um, and I guess that's my opinion. Dr. Quinn, you're a professional. Is, is that accurate? Um, absolutely. That's, you know, that's actually, I think, one of the tricks of dealing with all of this. Um, first of all, I think the f- most important thing is getting your ADHD diagnosed and treated. Um, no question. 
the mom has ADHD, she needs to get her ADHD taken care of so that she can kind of get it all together and then start working with the uh, with the other issues. And, and at least she'll start off with that playing field. That's the first thing. But that that being done and that being said, I think the really most important thing, um, you know, there's about three things. One of them is not to compare yourself to everybody else, to um, give yourself a break, to understand you can't do it all. But I think what you were just talking about, Jeff, is, is really one of the most critical. Decide what's important to your family. Decide what's important for you. Have a meeting. Talk about it. You know, again, if you're planning for the holidays, you know, you don't need to do it the way everybody else did it. You don't need to do the way it was done in either one of your families. You can create your own traditions. You can do what you need. What's important to you all? Um, you know, the turkey may not get on the table on Thanksgiving, but if your kids all have clean clothes on, that's great, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and they're all dressed. So, again, you need to give yourself a break. You need to forgive yourself. You need to say, what's important here? And then, and don't compare yourself to anybody else. And then I think the really important word is to simplify your life. So it's very complex nowadays, but there are a few things we can talk about these. There are a few things you can do to simplify your life. And you need to really sit down and look at that. You know, do I really need all these carpets that have to get vacuumed, or can I just roll up all those carpets and put them away and sweep the hardwood floors, you know, whatever. Um, But I think you need to simplify what do I need to do. Uh, We've talked a lot about making your kids responsible and independent for things, you know, assigning tasks, and that's important. Um, But I think this this big, if we want to call it the overarching principle of of simplifying your life, uh, would be some of the things we were just talking about. And to make some family decisions about what's important to us and how can we do that and streamline what's going on here. Um, we need to go to break for a second, but I'll, I want to just bring some clarity out there. There's likely going to be some um, adults out there that are impacted by ADHD. In other words, they don't have it, but they're still running a family. And I want to acknowledge that sometimes you might be running a family and you might have a spouse that has an ADHD that doesn't want to acknowledge it. And there's, it's got to be as chaotic as if you had it yourself and doing this stuff, and everything that I hope that we're going to talk about tonight still applies to you because there's a lot of craziness that's kind of going on. And when we get back, I really liked what Dr. Quinn said about simplifying your life and getting to the core values and some stuff like that. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Before we go to the break, Dr. Quinn, for our listeners out there, because, I mean, you're, you're, you're a featured speaker. You're very well known. If somebody's got a question or, or, or want to get in contact with you, what's the best way to do that? The best way is through my website, advance.com, A-D-D-V-A-N-C-E.com. It's the word advance with two Ds. And um, I there's a Contact Us button on that site, and I get all those emails. So if you have any questions at all on the site, just send them to me. If you have any questions at all, and I will get you an answer. But understand, she might be slow in a month because she might be a grandmother pretty soon, so you got to give her a little slack. Yeah, I know. We're waiting for that. So, uh, yes, uh, my my life is kind of uh, today I might be here and tomorrow I might not be. You never can but tell she, when that baby's going to come. But she'll get back to you. It just might be a little time because she's got a lot of big stuff in her life. And so with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Our secret word tonight is chaos. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. 
Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by gigcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. We've got Dr. Trish Quinn in the house, and we're talking about managing that chaotic ADHD household. Actually, really talking about managing the chaotic household of any family. It's just a little bit more difficult with those with ADHD. Before the break, Dr. Quinn was speaking to simplifying um, life. And I want to kind of point out, we, we interviewed Terry Maitland um, back at the end of August this year, and it was interesting because I had a lot of great insights. And Carrie Maitland is an amazing ADHD professional, but we had her on as a mother, and she was sharing, like, how she worked in the EAPs, that homework had to be done at school and not brought home, and that how she made lunches modular and stuff like that. Those are just such key examples of how to simplify your life. Um, And she was vigilant. That's why she's such a good – she's so good at what she does – you gotta, you got to sit there and say, this, this really makes a lot of sense. I also know that um, in my house, I live in Florida and nobody eats in the dining room, and we converted our dining room into a media center and a cross-docking facility. In other words, everything kind of comes in and kind of moves through that, that, that stuff, and so we don't eat at the dining room table that much, and it's easy in Florida because you don't, maybe not in New England, but the point really is you look for those opportunities to simplify your life and say, hey, listen, I can get back – traditions later on, but simplicity is really the key. Dr. Um, Quinn, can you can pick that up and kind of expand on it from your perspective? Um, absolutely. I'll tell you one thing that made a huge difference in my household, and, and it's funny. I have ADHD, obviously, and um, even with my husband and I, um, when we're talking about getting, you know, my kids are all married and out of the house now, but one of the things that made, when, when I did have kids that were in the house, we had a big whiteboard because we didn't have um, uh, calendars uh, that could be synced, but my husband and I sync our calendars now, and it has made a huge difference in our lives. Um, we're always, I mean, even the other day, uh, someone invited him to one of the national baseball games, and he was able to see that I was a speaker um, at uh, a conference that night, so that he did not accept for me an invitation to go to the national baseball game, which I'm sure he was very disappointed about, but... Um, uh, you know, it, it really does help um, get you on the same page and organize you. So, you know, if you want a, a couple little things that I think are really important is um, getting a calendar for the family um, and having that calendar online so everybody can see it on your on your phones or, or wherever you have it, uh, but have sync calendars. And then the other thing is that big whiteboard in the kitchen, or, or in your case, I tell you to put it in that media center room yep. that you have. Um, that you know, just just you you can buy that chalk, do the the paint that you can write on. I mean, do your whole wall. But um, having kids leave notes on it where they're going to be, um, what people everyone has to do today, what they have to do tomorrow, what they have to do the next day, and add it in. And I always said to my kids, if it's not written on the calendar it's not there 
um, you know, I don't expect me to do it if you didn't write it on the calendar. And, um, you know, don't expect me to drive you someplace or do this or do that, it, you know, or make the cookies for school or the, the um, buy the cookies for school. That simplifies my life. Um, you know, go to the bakery and buy those cupcakes instead of making three dozen cookie, cupcakes tonight and adding it to what I already had to do. One of the things that I want to emphasize is that, as you said, there's something really cool. There's there's the digital the digital calendar that that everybody get has, and there's the the, the kitchen calendar that everybody sees. Right. And from some people respond very well to the digital side, and some people are the visual side. And I still like that concept of a family meeting, like once a week, where you get up there and you have colors, because I I, I just think of learning modalities. You have visual, you're talking about the calendar, and you're highlighting some stuff. And, you know, they say that the more modalities you can bring into it, the easier to remember because you're going to participate. And if you can get your kids involved, and, 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 and it's time that you guys are spending by yourself, that that's – if your family can all deal digitally, that's great. But if not, that big family calendar that's right in the kitchen that you all interact with once once a week – really to me makes a lot of sense because it's very interactive and everybody participates. Absolutely, and, it, and you can put the chores on it. You can switch chores. You can put when bills need to be paid, when parties are coming up. I mean, everything has to go on that um, calendar, and it really does help organize the family and does help everybody do their jobs and participate. That's the other thing. Everyone's part of this family. I mean, with the family meetings, you're essentially saying we are a family. We all are responsible for this. It's not just my job. It's your job. And how do you want to help with I mean, this teaches your kids so many, so many important yep, lessons. Yep, yep. You know, how do you want to help this week? Um, you know, uh, how do you want to help our family function smoother? How, you know, what's your strength? That was another thing. My kids knew what my strengths and weaknesses are. We, we all knew. And we were able to say, I'm really good at that. Let me do that task. Or um, wow. I need help with this. And, and that's, that's another thing that we, we all talk about. One of the important things for dealing with ADHD is knowing your strengths and weaknesses. Well, if you can talk about them and, and say, you know, I'm not very good at this. Um, you know, maybe this is something you should ask Dad to help you with or or, um, you know, big brothers can do this or whatever. But I think that that's really important, that getting volunteers to help out by talking about strengths and weaknesses, by saying, you know, this is something um, I might forget. How can we all help so-and-so remember? And there's, 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 I, what you said is absolutely brilliant, and there's there's two things. Number one is uh, is is keep this up at the beginning, like try to frame it out as a job. You've got businesses, marketing, finance, and production, but you have like when it comes to the business family, you have the cook, the chauffeur, the social worker, the planner, the part-time medical person. And in a, in a family, to, to understand that you're in a relationship, okay? As a coach, I can coach an individual. I can coach another individual, but if I'm going to coach two spouses, I don't coach either one of them. I coach the relationship because mm-hmm. it's – it's it's a it's a third entity. It's not like what you want. The other person. What is this relationship one? And and commonly, I'll ask people. Well, what roles do you play in the relationship? And they're like, What do you mean? Like, just because you don't have a label of CFO doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't exist. Like, who's the person that manages the finances? Where do you overlap and what's there? And the cool part of understanding what you're there is saying, okay, you're good at this part. You're a good logistics officer. You're you're great marketing because Lord knows you still got to get your son on the second grade baseball team or whatever. And understanding those roles and what you do is is a great piece of that process. Um, 
And we don't need to do it all. I mean, that's the other thing. Yep. We can share. I mean, this this is part of what being a family is all about. Yep. And I, I kind of want to move to Kirsten. You know, you, Kirsten, you've got a couple kids. They come in. There's some craziness. Um, we've talked about the, the business. What do you? How do you deal with that coming at you when you come home from a long day? I have to say, I don't have craziness for my children. My children are perfect, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> They, um, you know, they're, thankfully, my kids are really good at being somewhat self-sufficient, even though they're young. I mean, at a reasonable level, they can do things for themselves. And we have a pretty good routine down, and so that helps. They know, you know, who's picking them up, and when they get home, what's expected of them. Oh, i got to go back to Dr. Now. How exactly did you do that? How did you get to that routine? How exactly, isn't that? Remember that show? show? It was end of July. How exactly did you do that? Just because you said, hey, we're in a routine. Tell me, how exactly did you get your kids in their routines? Because it's easy to say we're in a routine, but the listeners want to know, how exactly did you get there? You start when they're born. (laughs) (laughs) You start with sleeping. (laughs) That's the first routine that was really important, sleeping and eating. Um, and then it's, you know, right now, for instance, our routine is changing because we're transitioning from summer into the school year. And so we have to remember what the routine is around that. So we're reestablishing it right now. And whoa, whoa, it's whoa, reminding whoa, whoa. them, you know. I'm going to give you a hard time. So what exactly are you doing to transition that? What exactly am I doing? Yeah, um, can... A lot of verbal uh, reminders and prompts uh-huh. and um, redirecting. Uh-huh. And um, with my younger one who does have ADHD, it's reminding him that, yes, he does have to take his uh, medication each day now because he needs to be able to focus on his work and feel like he's in control because that's important to him. Um, so, And they have to get up earlier now. So my job is making sure that they, you know, they are getting up earlier um, and doing what they need to do. So it's so – so I'm gonna, I think that there's a lot more I'm work gonna, at the beginning. All right, all right, 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 right. Dr. Quinn, I'm going to come back to you in a second. But all right, so, so here's the give deal. Give me a hard time. I'm a, I am because I'm going to give you a real hard time because I can tell you in the Copper Household, we have Daddy Boot Camp a week before school starts. And what Daddy really? Boot Camp is all about is a week beforehand is I, you've been staying up all hours of night, but you're going to bed at 830 and staring at the ceiling because I want your time adjusted by the time school starts. We're going to get, I'm going to wake you up at 6.30, whether you want to or not. And by the way, the kids cry and I cry. It's horrific because the idea is to make that transition. It's like, boom, boom, we're just going to get ourselves on that little bit of schedule. And that's the plan is to just make that adjustment so that when the schools, and we, you know, start, and the, during Daddy Boot Camp, we do catch up a little bit on summer reading. I have to admit, we put it off, <laughs> put it off. But that week, it's yeah. like, okay, listen, okay, you've got three books to read in a week, so let's sit down and do it. That kind of fills the content. But that's the schedule for me, and i got to tell you, I'm going to be honest with you. Everybody cries. It's, it's not pleasant for anybody, but I tell you this, when school starts, we're all dressed mm-hmm. on time and ready to go. And what I'm hearing you say a little bit is it takes a little bit of discipline to sit down and say, hey, okay, we're in transition. By the way, everybody out there, you know, transitions are not necessarily that easy for those with ADHD, um, but that's why, and my kids don't, but I, it doesn't really matter whether you have or not, is you start that transition earlier, so you're kind of ready to go. It kind of applies for everybody if you, when you think about it, and 
and making that, hey, this is coming up. I'm going to build margin in my schedule make it happen is a way of, in, in my family, again, it's dealing with the business of the family. It's time to make that transition to fall. Yep. I, I have to say during the summertime, I, they still get up early, and they still go to bed early on the weekdays for me. I got because a 17-year-old, and he doesn't get up till 3 o'clock unless I get him up. And I think, see, Dr. Well, Quinn, can you support me on this? <laughs> well, see, that's the thing that I think is, is really important, that you're, you, you, it may take a little bit longer for kids with ADHD. The other thing that I think is really, I mean, when you're talking about the routine, um, that's so important to kids with ADHD that they know what to expect. Um, I think it's also helpful when you're talking about kids with ADHD um, one of the things that college students tell me, this is, a, this is for your 17-year-old, but one of the kids, when they, get, they make that transition to college, which isn't that far down the road for you either, um, uh, they say, you know, mom used to nag me all the time. My biggest problem when I got to college was mom wasn't there, I didn't have a nag, and I didn't know how to nag myself. So one of the things that I do with kids real early on, even little ones, um, who may even do it in pictures, they can't, they, they cut pictures out of magazines and glue them on, I can remember doing that for schedules, is actually getting those big poster boards and putting them in their room next to the desk or on their door or whatever of their bedroom and say, let's do your schedule. What is your schedule going to be like? And writing them down. And then, you know, having them check off every day. Did I brush my teeth? Did I take my medicine? Did I get my book bag? Did I, did, 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 you know, what did, what did I, did I pick up the lunch? Did I make my lunch the night before or whatever? And even, a morning routine and an evening routine written out and where the kid can. So all you need to say as a mom, you only have one prompt now. Did you check your schedule? You don't have to say, did you brush your teeth? Do you have your book bag? Do you have them? You don't have to remember and you know go through all this litany of things or nag them through the entire process. All you have to do is, again, you're making them independent. You're teaching them to make schedules for their lives. You're teaching them how they can be responsible for taking their meds or doing whatever they need to do. Um, and then what you do is you say, did you check your schedule? That's the only prompt you need to give. And, everybody, we, uh, Dr. Quinn, we had you on June of 2011, and we went in a lot more depth about how you delegate among the house. And mm-hmm. one, of, one of the things I loved about that show is how mommy has to go to a timeout sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> really absolutely. Wow. I'm going to put myself in timeout just to give myself a break from it all, which we'll come back to you a little bit in, in, after our break coming up um, to talk about that a little bit. Um, and we do need to go to a break. And when we come back, I am going to say, Dr. Quinn, I want to talk a little bit about – I talked about it earlier, cross-docking, is the logistics, the, all the, the day's worth of laundry, homework, um, stuff comes into the house, and it's got to get it processed and go out the next day with everybody dressed on time and ready to go. So I'm going to kind of tee that, be thinking about that. But, again, as a reminder, um, and I've learned in interviewing people, it's better for me to ask – you, how, 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 how best for people to contact you is better represented by yourself. So could you tee that up? Sure. Um, I, I answer the contact us buttons on advance.com, A-D-D-V-A-N-C-E.com, best way to get in touch with me. I answer all those emails. You may not get an email that day, but you'll probably get it within the week. And I'm happy to refer you to books, to p- places, to articles to read, whatever, whatever you need um, uh, for that. So anything you can think of that you really have a question about, just send it along, and um, I'll be sure to get back with you. 
Our secret word is chaos. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay, do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We've got Dr. Patricia Quinn in the house, and we're talking about managing this chaotic ADHD household. Um, before the break, I alluded, Dr. Quinn, I was going to come to you on this question, and that is, is at the end of every day, the family comes home. You've got lunch boxes, you've got homework, you've got sports equipment, you've got this stuff, and it literally really has to be processed before it goes out the door the next morning. That's, that's, that's got to be chaotic. It is. That's why we need a program or a plan and a schedule. And um, one of the things I think people underestimate about kids with ADHD and also moms with ADHD is that they can come up. I always say, you know, only a child with ADHD could come up with 32 uses for toothpaste. (laughs) And, again, Having this family meeting, you know, just sitting here, sitting down someday, you know, you can sit, you need your time out, sitting down there someday and saying, okay, guys, this or, you know, okay, family, this is what we got. This is what we got to deal with. Anyone have any ideas? Because you're going to get from your kids, I mean, we're all very good at thinking, okay, and this is where I said you don't need to do it the way everybody else does it. And this is where you really can come up with some really unique solutions that work for your family. And I think that we need to get out of the mindset of this model that everyone has for how this is going to get done. And we, yes. you know, just like your dining room is now yes. not a dining room. Yes. This is where we have. To, I worked with a family once that they they were so creative about everything like this, and they actually for their morning routine, in order to get everyone out of the house, they recorded certain um, uh, a, a mix. Um, a CD that had certain songs, and yeah, they would play. Story. They would play the songs, and when you what you heard, and they would boom it, you know, loud, loud. And when you would hear that song, you better be down in the breakfast room. Or when yep. you heard that song, you knew that you should should be dressing right now. Or when you heard that song, you were brushing your teeth. And it was it was, and they all came down happy, you know. I mean, they had been listening and dancing to their favorite tunes all morning here, yep. and you know, they knew when this one was playing, they should be brushing their teeth and in the bathroom. 
and it moved the whole family through the morning in a really positive way and got this family out. Who would have thought, you know? I mean, that's yep. not something I would have thought of. Um, but I use it because they told me that's what they did, and it really worked, and it sounded great, and it does work. But that's where you need to go to the family and say, okay, what are we going to do here? I mean, you know, what are we going to do with these? Um, you know, putting the, all the lunch boxes. I know I have another family that puts all the lunch boxes in the refrigerator, you know, and like, you know, putting your keys next to your cell phone or whatever. Um, you know, everything has a home. But whatever works for your family is what's going to work. And, again, that family meeting. And when the kids come up with the ideas, too, um, there's more buy-in, whether they have ADHD or not. If it's my idea, I'm going to be more invested in making it work. And I, I'm going I'm to go off on this. Kirsten, you can give me a really hard time about this, but i got a lot of opinions on this. When you come into the house, it's, it's funny. My mother, God, my mother, I moved, by the way, I've, I've lived 25, I moved 25 times and lived in like I think 10 states, and my mother would recognize that the primary door that everybody walks into or everything starts to drop on any flat surface that's waist high from there on. And if you don't want people to put something next to the door, you put a shelf like across the room because that's the closest place that they go. It was, it was very insightful, but at the end of the day, baskets work really well. And most of organization is it just needs a home. Yep, home. it needs a home. And I was I was I was coaching a guy the other day, and it was kind of cool because he he's really getting to coaching himself. He's like, you know, I realize we kick our shoes off of the house, and the the shoes were supposed to go upstairs in my closet, but I'm carrying them up there, and I carry them back down. Why? I just need to buy a cabinet because they all sit outside the garage door. That's organization. They're organized. They're already organized. I just need to build them a home. And it sounds strange, but in my house we've got a, ba- a literally a basket next to the door with all the balls and shoes that the kids use because it just goes in the basket and it's put away because it's found a home. I've coached people before. It's like, let's get rid of the chest of drawers. If you've got a hyperactive kid, they bring the laundry basket in, they shoot the shirts in the shirt bus- bucket and the underwear and laundry and that, and you've got four baskets. You've got underwear and socks. You've got dirty clothes. You've got shirts and shorts. And it's a little wrinkled, but everything has a home. It's not on the floor, and the kid has a good time shooting the baskets. This is about making fun and life simple, at least, at least in my opinion. So you guys can beat me up all you want. Go ahead. Oh, I wouldn't. Oh, I think I, we wait, take, what are you talking about? We take doors off of closets and put pegs inside. Yeah. We, you know, I mean, whatever. Uh, we had a bath for my boys. I had three boys and a, and a girl. I have four kids. And um, we had we had two baskets because we had a lot of balls and bats and gloves and whatever. Mm-hmm. And we in, in the closet, we had two baskets on the floor, and that's where all the sports equipment went, and then the door was closed. And they weren't in the hallway. They weren't on the floor. People weren't tripping over. And that's where, you know, the baseball shoes went in, cleats went in there, everything. But we had two huge baskets on the floor that had a, one had sporting equipment and the other one had balls. And that's where everything went. It wasn't on the hallway floor. It was in there. Everyone knew where it was. You had to dig through the basket sometimes to find your glove, but you knew your glove was in there because mm-hmm. that's, where, that's where everything was. And <coughs> it really does help. But you know, taking taking doors off closets, and so kids with ADHD can see. You know, that's why everything's in a pile on the floor. Yep. Out of sight, out of mind. If you know, if it's gone, I don't know where it is. I want it right here where I can see it, and I'll be able to find it. And I know it's it's right here in this pile somewhere. 
Well, if you don't want those piles all over, you have to do something with them. So, again, putting, opening the closet doors up, they can see it. And there's pegs and there's baskets and there's whatever in there, and it makes a huge difference. It's just how they organize it best for their brain. Very well put. And uh, if and where do you put the doors that you've taken off the closet? <laughs> Great question. You say you have. You don't need to find them until you move, and you have to put the doors back on for the people who are going to buy your house. Um, but you well, I, 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 I have to tell you the story. My wife wanted to get some bedroom furniture. My, my oldest son is. It's if it's put away, it's out of sight, out of mind. And we had a, like this conversation. I said we need like this area with baskets that he can kind of see and stuff like that. And I built this bunk bed loft thing with this desk thing underneath of it and the ceiling fans. I had to take a couple paddles off of it because he couldn't get into it as a result of it. And I had to, I just thought, what am I going to do with these? Because at some point in time, he's going to outgrow this stuff. I, I tucked them behind a chest of drawers. They sat there for a little period of time. And we, he's since transitioned to another room and changed that stuff. And I was like, Kenneth, and she, how do you know it? Well, sometimes you just got to just tuck those things away because it's going to come back to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put the closet door somewhere where you can right. find them when you move. All right. So I got, um, I got Dr. Quinn. I got. You have a comment because I have a, I have one other area I want to touch base on. Sure. Real quick. Okay. So everybody, listen out there. What I hope that you're taking away, and and maybe illustrate this completely, is that you get married, you're in love. It's a lot of fun. You add kids to the mix. If there's ADD, it's complicated. I don't care who you are, particularly if you have more than one kid, because as Bill Cosby used to say, having one kid is not really a parental experience. you really got to have two. And then he said, you know, going from two to three is going from man to man to zone defense. Mm-hmm. And that really puts things into context a little bit because it starts to get exponentially more complicated. And I tried to relate this to a business because there is a CFO, there is a medic, there is a marketing person. There's, there's all these roles that have to be played, and you have to be yourself. And I don't care if you have ADHD or not. It's an issue. It's a little bit more challenging because of the organizational stuff. But where I'm going with all this stuff, it's kind of chaotic. And the one thing that I hear consistently, consistently, as, as you need to do this, and I consistently see is the most difficult thing to do is to take care of yourself. It's so easy to get caught up in all these things that need to be done, but when you get on an airplane and they talk about crash landing, they say put the mask on yourself first before you do your kids because you can't get on your kids if you can't get on yourself. And I think that's important because you've got to take care of yourself. Um, Ladies, feel free to disagree with me, but uh, Dr. Quinn, can you comment on that? Um, well, two things. First of all, you need to take care of yourself. You also need to be rested. I mean, you need sleep, yep. and that's one thing parents don't get a lot of. Um, so I think whatever you can do, do something you love, too. I mean, take time for yourself. Your family will appreciate, you know, to get away. Take a vacation. I would say, you know, if your if your uh, in laws or you know your your parents are telling you how you know you could could be doing it better, you know, do them a favor. Let them take care of the kids for a week and be in your shoes, and you go on vacation. Because believe me, they'll be singing a different tune when when you get back, and you'll have just had a week's vacation. Are you telling your daughter this? 
Oh, I am. You know what I said to my, <laughs> you know what I said to my daughter today? Um, it was really interesting. We were talking, and I said to her, I said, you know, we were we were talking about. Um, you know, being a parent, and I said, you, I, I can't, I can, can't tell you anything until you, um, until you, you have a child, you really won't know what I'm talking about. But I said, the other thing that I want, and this is, this is uh, what I tell parents. I talk to parents about changing their perspective when their kid has ADHD and about talking, to, uh, taking care of themselves, etc. But one of the things that's so important is. It's such a short, I mean, your son's already 17, Jeff. It's such a short period of time. We only do it a few times. Mm-hmm. You know, how many kids, you, you do it, if you're a parent, you have two kids, you've, you, you do it twice. Um, and, you know, these, these things go by. We get caught up in these everyday things. You know, I'm a grandparent now. And, um, you know, we get caught up in these everyday things, and we really forget um, you know, when, you're, when, when your child's making this response or you're going to do this instead of this, when you're making a choice of what you're going to focus on now, you know, scrubbing your floors on your hands and knees or reading your kid a story, I mean, really. Yep. Um, uh, what you need to do right now is think, in the millions of responses that my child's going to make in his life or the millions of things that interactions we are going to have, is this one really important for me to, you know, to mess up right now or stand my ground or not stop for a minute and smell the roses? Um, and, and that's what we need to start, again, focusing on. You know, I talked, I, we started out this conversation by giving yourself a break. I mean that literally and figuratively. Literally give yourself a break. Take a time out. Go to have coffee by yourself. Stop for these 10 or 15 or 20. You'll be a better parent for doing it. You know, we all think we have to keep marching through and we have to keep doing it. No, I have to do this and this and this. You know, taking those 15 minutes by yourself and lying on the grass in the backyard, you know, this is where it's an advantage to be an ADHD parent. I mean, I, I, have, a sister, I have a sister who is very ADHD, and she used to say, you know, I never know what I'm going to be doing with my kids, but I can tell you it's going to be fun. You know, having a sense of humor of going with some of this, you know, these things, you know, climbing trees in the backyard, laying on the grass and looking up at the at the blue, beautiful fall blue sky and the clouds floating over. I mean, you know how you feel when you get up from doing that? You know, you still have to go face all that laundry, but you feel better at facing the laundry at that point. And, you know, having those 15 minutes by yourself or with your kids, you know, just doing something else, you know, leaning down and, you know, not – not uh, I had a father of a 17-year-old actually tell me this once. You know, he said, I could have yelled at my son for whatever he had done again. He said, but you know what? He said, I decided we were going for a walk. He said, we were on the walk, and he said, I leaned over and, you know, kind of put my arm around him, and we were kind of walking along. And my son looked up at me, and he says, gee, Dad, I thought you were really going to give me a lecture about all this. <laughs> you know, he says, it, 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 the, the, the not giving the lecture was more important for their relationship and for the, this, what, was, what was happening with the son than if the dad had one more time said, hey, you know, you, know, you screwed up again or whatever. Um, so I think that I think we need to think of we need to give ourselves breaks physically, literally and figuratively, where we we can kind of let ourselves off the hook sometimes. So I think that that's again a very important takeaway for all of that. And you, the, a few key points tonight is the business is crazy. Simplify your life and pay attention to the stuff that counts. And I'm going to recount a story of myself is years. I don't want to go into a lot of detail, but years ago. Um, I let a whole bunch of stuff go, 
and my son and I used to play ultimate frisbee when he was 10, 11. It's, it's kind of complicated. They allowed him to play an adult league, and he was on the field as a girl. And we that interaction time that we spent was so invaluable. Fast forward a couple of years, um, I had some back problems, and I couldn't play ultimate frisbee. Many of you don't even know what I'm talking about, but it's a, it's a really cool game. It's the fastest-growing sport in the world. But um, my son got invited to do it again, and he got really involved and um, – kind of came to me because he got on a team and they ended up winning the state championship in Florida for U18. And it was interesting to me because he cannot remember the state of the household or what was going on at that point in time. But he does remember the experience that he and I used to go down to play on Wednesday night in a league, which is interesting, by the way, for the parents out there. It's one thing to take your kids to, like, soccer practice or whatever. It's another thing to be on the field and be a sportsman. Just trust me, it's harder than you think. But the, the spending that time, the quality time, and making an impact, he doesn't remember all the other stuff. He just remembers those key experiences, that which was going to take to him. And that is about what life is about, at least in my opinion. And it sometimes comes back to simplifying your life and focusing on it's not about making the beds, making sure the gas, the lawnmower is fixed, and the grass is mowed. It's mostly about making sure that you do the right things first. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, we got it. We need to wrap this thing up a little bit. Um, Kirsten, any, any last questions or comments? Yeah, this whole show I've been thinking is, Oh, thank God. I felt so bad about not cleaning my house a few weeks ago for a little while. But, you know, we made cookies, and the kids and I were having fun. We were building a little library, and that was more important. The house got cleaned eventually. It wasn't that big a deal. Nobody died because of the dirt. So I feel better tonight after (laughs) this show. (laughs) Uh, Dr. Quinn, any last words of wisdom to the the listeners out there um, in this area? No, I think your story was illustrative of, you know, it doesn't matter how much money I have in my bank account or how clean my house was, but that I made a difference in the life of my kid with ADHD. And I think that that's really the the important takeaway. And so this is not a fact. This is just my opinion. At the end of the day, it comes. this is a ton, attention talk radio, and it's about attention. At the end of the day, you pay attention to the most important things in your life, like your kids and that experience. That's what they remember. They don't remember. Remember the little details. I can't even tell you what I wore yesterday, but they remember the experiences in life and the people that were there. And uh, Dr. Quinn, it's always an absolute thrill to have you on the show. You're so articulate. You're so good at this stuff. Um, we're thrilled and honored. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure. I really enjoyed being with you all tonight and with your listeners. Um, Kirsten, always, sure. always, a, always a thrill to have you with me here, um, co-hosting this craziness that's kind of going on. Um, I still the thing about like about having you on the show is my education is even getting better from from the diversity of the conversation. So um, I do want to remind everybody if you're interested in learning more about or contacting Dr. Quinn, it's uh, www.addvance.com. And with that, everybody check in next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Bye.